You are listening to the Fire and Lunch podcast. As a reminder to those listeners wishing to remain unspoiled for the books, run. This is an all-spoiler podcast. All published books and novellas are fair game. Thanks. And who are you, the proud face said that I must eat this pie? This podcast is brought to you by the things we do for love, including, but not limited to, throwing small children from tower windows, eating raw horse hearts, poisoning husbands, and crossing the phrase. Hello, we are Fire and Lunch. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 13, What's Love Got to Do With It? We are going to delve into the intimate relationships in A Song of Ice and Fire and their effects on the story. My name's Megan. I'm Rachel. I'm Jenny. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jess. And to kick it off, we're going to start off with talking about love, and it would be remiss of us not to mention Eamon's quote, where love is the death of duty. So to kick it off, we'll talk about whether or not this is true in the series. I think, yeah, I think that love is the death of duty. I, I, I think for the overwhelming majority of people who happen to be in love or think they're in love in the story. I mean, is there anybody that, that doesn't fuck something up in the name of love? And I'm thinking, I, I don't think that there is anybody that's like, sure, I'm in love and it's okay. <laughs> well, Until I, I have to kill you. Yeah, but I think you have to think, like, I think there can be arguments either way. So, yeah, you could say that they do horrible things in the name of love, but can you also argue that they did the right thing? In some cases, yeah, because I think Rob seems to think he did the right thing by marrying Jane or it's no. whatever version you're talking about. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't no, know he didn't, but he thinks he did. Yeah, he thinks he did. I he no no. He I might disagree have done with that right statement. by her in theory, but I obviously he didn't do right by all the people that he screwed over. Yeah, so, and if he wanted to be do right by her from the you know in theory, he probably shouldn't have taken it. Yeah, <laughs> taken advantage of her father's hospitality is what I was going to say. <laughs> And he didn't follow Spock's advice about the uh, worrying about the many over the few. What is it? Perhaps. Oh, the good of the many outweighs right. the good of yes, the few? <laughs> or or the one? Yeah, he wasn't thinking that. He was thinking more of, hi, I, my penis, and now I have to marry you. No, I think he was thinking of her honor and not dishonoring her because he's Stark and he had that in Ned that he instilled in him. So he's taught to be honorable and he has to, and you have to make sacrifices. Right, you know, but his just, honor was, was for the oath that he made first. Yeah, he he completely, he dishonored the girl that was supposed to marry him. That whoever that which, was supposed to be. Which, which thing do you try and fix? The one of the many over the few. Well, yeah, I agree. You listen to your mother. You listen to Spock. So are there any cases where love hasn't been the death of duty? Uh, no. Crickets. Crickets, yeah. I, mean, I know that John loves Egret, but he still goes back to the Night's Watch. So. But she does die, so we don't really know what his choices would have been like if she hadn't. Well, he yeah. made a choice. He left her. Like, that was a decision whether she Yeah, he left her, her knowing that she was coming. But she was like, that's, that's still a choice he made. He made he made a choice to leave her when he could have stayed with her. So that is still a choice. Like, I can't, you can't take that away from her because she ended up dying. You know, he left her. That was a decision that he made. Well, yeah, he left her so that love wasn't the death of duty. So there we go. <laughs> Jon Snow knows stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, he's the only one I can really think of. I mean, I, I mean, where this would even be applicable. I mean, there's some people. Well, then you can, Megan, and you can argue that his, um, his duty to her, because you know, going back to like, you know, Rob married uh, Jane for her honor, you know, and his duty and his loyalty to her, and that's what he says. Like, it was wrong to love her and it was wrong to leave her, so he feels really guilty about it. So, you know, I think he does have that, like, duty to somebody that you, you're intimate with. And, you know, to them, they were married, or at least under her culture. So, Right. I think well, it, I think, I think like, we're talking a lot about people who basically fell in love, right? So, like, that's kind of one bracket of how people, you know, love each other romantically in the story. So, like, who are, who are other people that, like, fell in love? Van and Mira. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I, think it's, I think it's one-sided. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that one might be one-sided. That one might be a little, a, a hey, little unrequited. Point of view. <laughs> we don't have our point of view. So we already talked about Rob and Jane, but of course they're an example of that. There's arguably Ray Garliana. Of course, we don't have enough information, but even with them, it's clear that love would have been the death of duty. <laughs> Right, right. And I think like Rhaegar and Lyanna definitely occupy kind of like the center of the rose of love, right? Like they are, they're, they're the, the, the epitome of what love is supposed to be like the Romeo and Juliet, right? They run away together. And it's a very romantic story from the outside. Of course, we don't have either of their sides of the story. Uh, But I think that it's hilarious that, well, not hilarious, but tragic, but kind of funny because it's Game of Thrones. Because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they they like ran off to be together and then like the world just imploded and now we're in you know decades of war. Of course, you're not supposed to be happy and be in love in Westeros. <laughs> That's why it's tragic love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they had very tragic endings. But I also argue that their mar that their not marriage their whatever could be marriage. could have been who knows my prejudices are coming out. Um, <laughs> Whatever they had, I, I think, was also a matter of convenience because Liana had a situation that she didn't want to be in. I think that's pretty clear. And we don't know what Rhaegar's situation was, but he was a Targaryen, so he kind of just loved as he willed. Oh, I agree with you. I think there's – I don't – I'm not actually convinced that they were in love by the end of everything that happened because it would be hard to believe that she would still be so into it considering all the deaths that came about from it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting that she's still holding the crown of blue roses when she dies. And so I can't see why she'd still be holding that unless there was some sort of sentiment attached to it. So there must be something there. But, no, there was definitely convenience because she obviously didn't want to marry Robert. Rhaegar probably wanted a Visenya, so it was also just... Right. Like, he... I mean, Rhaegar definitely had an ulterior motive. He's looking for, you know, this... this a prince that was promised kind of thing and and liana's trying to get out of an arranged marriage but do you really think like liana wasn't like angling to be queen i don't think that she would have thought i mean that's a dangerous game to be like i'm gonna go and sleep with the king and have an heir and then no one will want me dead no i kind of think she's probably a lot like sansa and some of the other starks and that she was naive and that she had ideas of what she wanted from the world and she obviously didn't want to be forced into a marriage with robert and she probably wanted to make her own choice. And her choice was to run away with a prince that sang sweet songs on a harp. Yeah. With ludicrous silver hair. Yeah, with ludicrous silver There you he go. He was a silver prince. But she also had, you know, Arya reminds Ned very much of her. So I'm sure she had some sort of wild streak, too, which is part of the, the idea of running away. It's very exciting when you think about that. 
So, so okay. So to con- to contrast that, like there's like we're looking at like Liana and Rhaegar. I think this is super interesting because I think these are the two sort of like core relationships um, in the in the series for me. You have Rih- uh, Liana and Rhaegar who kind of have that big epic storybook love and then you have Tyrion and Tysha and they have kind of a small little little cottage kind of love (laughs) you know like they didn't want to like be king and queen they didn't want they weren't there for prophecies they weren't there for any ulterior motives like they seemed to really care about each other and yet it still ends horribly still ends horribly (laughs) really really horribly yeah. More horribly, less horribly, equal amounts of horrible. Um, probably well, more horribly. Worse. I mean, they're not dead. <laughs> but you have to live with the consequences, so that's probably yeah. more horrible than dying. Yeah, what but did the Jenny consequences say? Of, I was going to say, like, the consequences of Rhaegar and Lyanna was years of war, as we've discussed, whereas the consequences of Tyrion and Taisha aren't quite on the same epic scale. Well, I don't know. We we don't know. We don't know what Tyrion's end game is, right? I mean, he's True. definitely motivated. To and I'm do just thinking from things. from Taisha's point of view, she has to live with the fact that all those men attacked her, including the person she loved. We're That's assuming true. Taisha's alive. I yeah, I think she's alive. I don't think she's dead. But I'm saying you still even if she's died two months afterwards, she still had to live with something, you know, and he's got to live with knowing what he's done and what he was a part of. And then, and then finding out that it was all a lie on top of that. That's, that's the consequence of that. It's got to be horrifying. Yeah, I think it's worse, Lauren, actually, because it's on this intimate level and it's very personal. Whereas all these other factors are like outside of their control of a Gregor and Leanna. You don't, you feel for, I don't know, you feel more, especially maybe because Tyrion, we're in his head, whereas we're not in the heads of Gregor and Leanna and it's just people talking about them. Whereas, like, we know about the consequences, we know its effect on Tyrion, this whole marriage, and what happened afterwards. So it's a lot more heartbreaking and tragic. Yeah, I agree. Well, I guess it depends on what you think of as consequences, because go back to our earlier conversation. Are you thinking of the individual, or are you thinking of Westeros as a whole? Well, because I'm thinking if of the individual. In this yeah. Individual, yeah, individual. Because if it's Westeros as a whole, then obviously Rhaegar Lyanna caused way more destruction than yeah, I, no, Tyrion. I mean, it didn't affect anybody but Tyrion and, and her, but still, but yeah, on a personal level, yeah. Well, it affected Tywin, but, you know. Um, no, I don't think it affected Tywin at all. Because <laughs> no, I just mean that it affected him because Tyrion killed him because of it. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that uh, definitely <laughs> was a motivating factor. Yeah, <laughs> this was years in the making. He wasn't even thinking about it when it happened. Well, okay, but th- this gets back to what I was saying. I like to look at both of these relationships as, like, two sides of the coin, and one is, like, this big sort of extravagant, dramatic love, and one is kind of a slow-burning kind. And even the revenge is the same way. Like, you know, the what happened after Liana died was Robert led a rebellion and became king, and that all just kind of happened. And But what happened after Tysha was that Tyrion kind of had to bide his time. Right. But with Robert, it makes you wonder if she had died, if he had gone off the deep end the way he did. Like, if he it, would he have would he have still gone to war as crazy as he did if Liana had survived? Well, the war. I think so. I think so. It's a pride thing. It's yeah. Like a, it's like a machismo thing. It's like you stole my woman kind of situation for Robert. You know. But then there's also consequences for him. Like he was never the same after that. He always said like Rhaegar won the war, right? He won Liana. He's with her now. 
he was saying to Ned. I mean, it depends. Day. Like, if Lyanna had been legitimized as like one of Rhaegar's queens, and she had been able to speak to her brothers and been like, "Calm down, this is good for the Starks," they might have cut ties, you know, with Robert. You know, despite that relationship, would they might Ned have, been, have like, been able to do it, Mister Man of Honor? Well, his brother would. To, to I don't know. Would his brother have been alive? I don't. I don't. It's a really hard. Like, what kind of world would I, that have all worked? I think Ned would have done it. I think just he he would choose family over over the realm. He kind of did in the end. So. I think he would have picked. And that his worked sister out over. well. Oh, I'm not saying it worked out well. I'm saying like he <laughs> chose his he chose his children, like his two daughters, and their well being over like his own personal honor, you know, in the end over his duty in a lot of ways. He chose his duty to his family, so I think he would have done the same in that situation, especially since he cared so much about his sister. And there was this, I guess, this relationship he had with her that he didn't have with Brandon or. Benjamin. At least that's what I get from reading the books, that there's a special connection between Ned and Lyanna. Yeah, and if it meant that Eris was gone, there really wouldn't be a huge point for the rebellion, because it happened just because he called for their heads. So if it was just going to be Lyanna and Rhaegar and Elia somehow involved, I guess, then yeah, it could have ended, probably. I mean, Robert still would have been pissed, but I don't think he would have started a war over it. Rhaegar would have just gone on collecting queens. Maybe Cersei would have been one. I doubt it. <laughs> Another thing that would have gone well. <laughs> but just to clarify, Robert went to war before Lyanna died. So yeah. it's her death didn't cause Yeah, but war. yeah, but I think that that kind of solidified the Starks. No, cuz they were fighting alongside them long before she died. The she Tower of Joy was at the end of the battle. At the end of the war. Doesn't it start because But Ned was, was in it? both places. Ned was at the Tower of Joy and then he was at King's Landing. No, but he went to King's Landing after the Star of Joy. Right. So don't you think that if he had found his sister alive, that maybe King's Landing would have gone a little different? No. But he, he didn't did. take King's Landing. He showed up afterwards. Tywin took King's Landing after Jamie killed Eris and they opened the gate. But wasn't the first person that Jamie saw Ned? Yeah. I think we need to clarify yeah. something here. The King's Landing, like, that whole stuff happened before the Tower of Joy event. Once Ned saw the dead children, he left King's Landing. Oh, okay. And he went to Storm's End to help lift the siege. And somehow, in all of this, he finds out where she is, and then he goes to the Tower of Joy. He goes back to King's Landing after the Tower of Joy and after Starfall at some point. Oh, my gosh. I guess, I just never plotted it out like that. I thought yeah. it was just Tower of Joy and then King's Landing. And that's when he and Me Robin too. make up because they had fought in King's Landing. But since she's Wait, dead now, they... Ned and, Ned and uh, Robert fought? Ro Why do none of us have memory of this? I know. Because Ned disagreed about the treatment of Rhaegar's children and how they died, and they had a fight over that, and then they finally reconciled after Lyanna died, and Ned brought her body. Which goes back to the point, then. So he would have sided with his sister in this situation over Robert. Yeah. Even if Robert was stubborn about it, he still would have sided with his family. I mean, like, if... already taken King's Landing. Yeah, but so if he had, if she was alive, maybe he would have been helping to take King's Landing back for the Targs. Well, for Rhaegar, because that was the whole thing with the council that Rhaegar wanted to help. It was really well, Ares who wanted to hear Oh, yeah, he would have died by that point. But if he was still alive, I think they would have <laughs> just, behind just been Lyanna and John and Danny and Viserys off in God knows where. And no one would have wanted Viserys as their king. <laughs> oh, God, no. So now we know with the princess and the queen that Viserys was actually the heir. What? It's not Aegon or Jon. So are there um, any other love? I know we haven't talked about Jamie and Cersei. 
I mean, I mean, they're technically, I mean, they're a love, 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 lust, but I mean, it's, I guess we're going to get into this conversation. It's consensual between the both of them. They're both in it. Yeah, but for her, it's well, a power play, and for him, it's love. Right. I don't know. Do you really think that Cersei is really that incapable? I think that Cersei has been, like, ground into what she's become. Like, I think she I mean, started off something, and she became... I don't think she, like doesn't love him but i don't think she loves him the same way that he loves her well is can she i mean come on we're talking about a woman that has been passed over ignored or you know used as 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 property raped like come on yeah but she wasn't that way when she started with him right i think she loves him at some point if not still so i think they're i, I would think she loves him to a degree but i don't think it's i don't think she's i don't think love. it's what he wants yeah I think there's love, but I also think there's extreme jealousy on her part. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Under, undermines it all. Because he doesn't have to have those jealousies about Cersei because he's a man and he's a golden boy and he gets everything he wants because of that, because he's a male in this society and she doesn't. So that's like an undercurrent of their relationship there. So even if she does love him, she has to deal with the fact that, like, she'll never be his equal in any way and that he's, in a lot of ways, always be superior to her just my perspective on their relationship but i do think they loved each other she loved him but i mean to a degree he's kind of where he is not because of her but i mean she was the one who suggested making him a king's guard knight and went to eris right but she was the one who made the suggestion well because he was because tyron was gonna marry jamie off to lysa which would be hilarious um <laughs> oh god <laughs> It might have been way Save better. Save that for the like... what if podcast. Um, but so no, like, because she was in King's Landing and she wanted him in King's Landing, and so they came, like that plan was devised, and so then he ended up as King's Card Knight because Eris wanted to screw over Tywin, and then they left, and Jamie was there, and she. So then they weren't together anyway. But like the whole point was to have them be in King's Landing together. So that was, was that was, was partly her idea. Right. Or after the Rhaegar thing, where, like, she thought that she was going to be promised to Rhaegar. It was after that? Like, that wasn't going to to happen for Cersei. Right. Yeah. Well, then you get the next best thing in Westeros. You can't have Rhaegar Targaryen. You get the next hottest guy in Westeros, Jamie Lannister. I can see where her mind (laughs) is. You're going to pitch your brother? (laughs) You're going to pitch your brother. (laughs) Maybe she just really wanted to love herself, as RuPaul would say. This is this is what I was thinking. Like it's a, it's like a self love because they look yeah. alike, right? So it's because like if you can't love yourself, thing. how the hell are you gonna love anybody else? Love anybody else? <laughs> I've kind of always thought that about the relationship in a weird way. It's just yeah, no, I thought that's too. Yeah, thing for sure. Oh yeah, so I think that's on both sides, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay, so we have Jamie and Cersei who all who are kind of like a, a branching off point into like two other kinds of fucked up love in Westeros. Let's go the happier route and talk about people <laughs> who are just like, you know, like legitimate, in g- legitimately in love, whether or not they got married or like caused a war. <laughs> but Can some we, of these still don't end happily. Still end well, happily. yes. No, come on. Pain and suffering. Everyone dies. Everyone dies alone. That's like a given. I think that in, in, I think George just likes to drive that home. <laughs> okay, I don't know if it's love, but Carl and Asha. I would say it's lustful relationship. I think, but that that it's, like a... I think that that's one of the healthiest relationships in the books. I think so too. 
because they are both into each other they respect each other they treat each other like equals well maybe asha thinks she's a little better but that's fine (laughs) but that's asha (laughs) and she is so she is and i think that especially when you contrast it with with tristopher just kind of like following her around like, oh, let's get married. Oh, I touched your boob once when we were 12. And she's just like, <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> she's doing all she can to not roll her eyes to the back of her yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I really like their relationship. And I get really upset sometimes when I, like, go in and after she's captured and stuff. I'm always just like, where's Carl? Is it okay? <laughs> P.S. Uh, the fan art of Carl on the uh, the wiki. Top notch. Should we include a link to it when we post this? <laughs> sure. <laughs> He's the hottest guy in Westeros for me right now. I'm just saying. I think it's Asha's description of him. His, like, swimmer's body. The fact that I know that off the top of my head. <laughs> that says about me. <laughs> okay. okay, so as a counterpoint to George's whole thing about love as a death of duty, I thought it would be appropriate or whatever to point out a quote that's from a different series that's out by Patrick Ness called Chaos Walking. And I know Rachel hasn't finished it, but Lauren has. I read the first one. And it's, oh yeah, but you haven't read the part that this is, the book that this one's from. And he takes a totally different viewpoint on love. So we can also kick point, like kick start from this or whatever. But he says, it's not that you should never love something so much that it can control you. It's that you need to love something that much so you can never be controlled. It's not a weakness. It's your best strength, which also makes me think of Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) harry potter versus westeros yeah so clearly there are different viewpoints on what love can mean it seems george is going towards you know horrible things will happen to you or you'll do horrible things if you're in love but then obviously it can go the other way so i was trying to think of examples even in westeros where it might have gone the right way like there's people that made good choices i I really think we made good choices Wait, well, any, does do we have any other choices? examples of, of happy love? Oh, Bran and all his girls. Right Renly and Loras earlier. Renly and Loras, although I feel like Loras was a little, he was kind of like a stage mom, you know. I think he pushed, <laughs> I think he pushed Lo- Renly to do things that, not not sexually, I mean like politically. I think you're thinking well, of the TV but... show. Is that, it was like in no, the No, no, because even in the books. There's a reason that, like, Highgarden was, like, all drummed up for that. They were ready. They've been wanting power. Oh, I don't like to think of Loras this way as a manipulator. But he's also listening to his, his what, what is that, his grandmother? His aunt? Yes, yes. His grandmother. 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 And, I mean, she's pushing for that, too. She's got, I, I, I you know. I, I mean, it, I think it, I like the fact that their relationship isn't really covered in great detail because it allows me to think it was maybe happier than if we had found out all the intimate details about them. I think that they were happy, but I think that I think that, that Loras really felt like Renly would have been a good king, and even if Renly didn't really wasn't really going to be a good king, he told him he was going to be a good king. They would have had all the best journeys. Come on, it I was actually a, I was actually thinking about. I was thinking about Renly because I was reading uh, Dunkin' Egg like we were supposed yeah. to, and the, <laughs> to. Okay. and um, they were talking about how, you know, like there are two kinds of kings: there are good kings, and there are people who look like they'll be good kings. Like, <laughs> Renly looks yes. really good sitting on a horse in armor, holding a lance. He's not maybe really maybe not the best. I don't know. I thought about it. It happened. Well, that's what. That's Donald Noy's quote about, what did they call Renly out of the three? What metal was Renly? Copper? 
Like all shiny. Well, Stannis is iron. Copper. He's copper. Yeah. All shiny. Copper's nice. It gets good patina after a while. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who else? There's got to be other people, you guys. Tywin and Joanna, I think that's people generally think that they had a healthy relationship. Well, Ned and Kat. And uh, Davos and his wife. But Ned and Kat didn't, like, I don't know. They didn't start. I they think, were arranged, I, yeah, because Kat was, like, pretty open to be a love about, match. about being, like, yeah, whatever. He was not the brother I wanted to end up with. He was the ugly brother. <laughs> like, yeah, but he winds up being, he probably would have, he probably was the better husband than Brandon would have been, so. I think so. I oh, don't yeah. even think that's yeah. a question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no offense to Brandon. I mean, he can Well, yeah, lots everyone. of offense to Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to slut shame Brandon or whatever, but I don't think Kat would have appreciated it. <laughs> well, speaking of slut shaming, I think Oberon and all of his ladies probably had good relationships. Really? Even when he takes their children away? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure he and Obara's <laughs> mother would have gotten along too well after the whole, you can choose your mother or the spear. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. And I chose the spear. Yes. Well, why well, was would... an issue between the daughter and mother at that point? Well, I think that I think what we're playing with with Oberyn is the fact that he's he's dealing with like highborn women and lowborn women, and there's definitely a power disparity happening. You know, coercion and all of that kind of thing. So, but at least him and Ilaria seemed happy. <laughs> Yeah, and then it ends horribly. Uh, no more grapes. <laughs> Just like I'm sure, like Sam and Gilly is gonna end horribly because. Oh no! Oh stop! I don't want to think about. Gilly's that. gonna become a White Walker, and Sam's gonna have to raise the baby. <laughs> oh. Maybe maybe Gilly will like run off with like a pirate or. All right, Waters. <laughs> yeah. Hi. He is a general or whatever. He's the master of shit. Yeah. Well, that's at not. Least a... He was at one point. He was. Well, wow. Cersei's in jail now, so. Um... Well, I, oh yeah. Well, I think he's he's the pirate on the the stepstones, right? Is that what he's doing? Yeah, but Cersei made him the master of ships. No, I know, but he's not anymore. No. Well, now I he's think, just dicking uh, around. Redwine is the master of ships, I think. Maybe. Thanks, Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I think I Sam think and Gilly are good. I you. like Sam and Gilly because Sam is, like, you know, fat and not very brave and not very rich and kind of not confident at all. And so, you know, not a huge catch. And she's and, kind of those things. And Gilly's kind of a product of incest and kind of wobbly. And I was going to say, it's not like she's baby. a lot to compare him to. No, I was going to say, they're both kind of just <laughs> fucked up. And they found each other. And they, instead of being fucked up to each other, they're not. They're no, I find them adorable. I yeah. just don't think it can end well when not only is he in the Night's Watch, but he's also training to become a maester. So. Not by choice. That's what John is making him do. Yeah, he doesn't well, he's really still have a member of the Night's Watch. Yeah, yeah but okay. Well, uh, John, uh, John ran off and tried to make babies with other. Well, women. he didn't make a baby with Gilly, so if John hasn't, you know, disgraced himself, neither is Sam. Exactly. No, and I don't think Sam has. I'm just saying I don't see where it can really go for them. 
except horribly because this is George. It's just a brief moment of happiness before, yeah. you know. Well, okay, enjoy, did he, did he actually happy. send Gary yeah. off to his mother? Well, that's what he wants to do. Did that he didn't was... actually happen yet? No, no, I no. I can't remember. But I he, no. So. He, he just arrived to. at the Citadel. Okay. Because, you know, you want to drag her across the narrow sea and then say, hey, I'm going to send I'm you like, back. You know what will happen? Like, Gilly will, like, get there and everybody will accept her and she'll be happy and she'll be, like, writing a letter and then, like – Drogon will land on the castle and <laughs> and eat her and the baby <laughs> and eat her. It'll be baby. like Tumbleton all over again. <laughs> if the, if Drogon just eats Sam's father, that would be good. I'd be alright with that. Can he eat so, his little brother too? Yeah. <laughs> just talking about Sam and Gilly and also John and Egret. I think by this point in this story, especially uh, coming up with the Winds of Winter, I think like that part of the vow does not matter in either case. I think those both relationships are a reflection that, like, that's not the important part of their duty to the Night's Watch. And, like, it's better to have loved once in your life. I mean, it's important to know what it means to, like, the sacrifice he made, kind of what Vengeance says to John in the first book. Yeah. So well, I yeah. think, Corn like, half-hand. yeah, and Corn Halfhand, you know, so I think it's actually very important going back to, like, Megan, what was the quote? Like, love is a strength. Oh, I think I think in that case, in both yeah, cases. Yeah, it's your best strength. You 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 know you know sacrifice you know what it means to lose something important so you value things more where they didn't have that so I think it's I think it's a good thing not necessarily the death of duty but actually a strength. Yeah, I think it's actually interesting you say that because in the show it seems that for Sam at least it is because he kind of thinks of him as someone now that he's met Gilly and he and it gives him some her. something to fight for and somebody yeah. to fight for you know and to protect. You know, what's what empty vows I mean and you have to feel something for what you're, you know, fighting for in any way, either a country or a person. So I think in these in both their cases, you know, falling in love were strengths for them. And to anybody in the Night's Watch really. But also even to like even you could say argue Jamie too, with the King's Guard. And Loras yeah. as well in the King's Guard. You can make the argument. The King's Guard is such a weird concept for me because I understand that like he's he's when I say he, I mean George is operating from that idea of, like, chivalric love that was, like, the highest form, you know, like, the, the pure, sexless kind of love. Um, who in their right fucking mind is going to do that? I mean, what Brand is the difference? To. No, but here's the thing. Like, uh, all these, there's so many characters in these books that are like, oh, I want to go and join the King's Guard. I want to wear a white cloak <laughs> and all this. And I'm like, but what is the functional difference between that and joining the fucking Night's Watch? Uh, the it's more prestige and the respect. The respect it's elite. Yeah, they get Yeah, they're like elite virgins. Like, I just... <laughs> well, they they're might also not surrounded by or... rapers and murderers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they might later in life, so they're not virgins necessarily. I guess I so. I just don't really anybody... understand the appeal because a lot of that is just like you get to stand around and be a guard. <laughs> Well, the appeal is when you're having an illicit relationship with your sister, you don't have to get married, <laughs> and, you can, and you can still sleep around. Well, yeah, and we there's like a rock side star. to that. You're treated like a rock star. You're treated. You get your name in the white book. You go down in history as somebody. Unless you kill the it. king, in which case, then you're called king. You're still going, yeah, but you know, but like you're in the history Arthur books Day, for the you know, or Sir Duncan the Tall. Like you get, you go down in history at these like very, very important. Yes, but people. Duncan's like he'll be like, oh yeah, I really want to be. That would be a nice dream. That's a dream for boys. Ooh, I wish a girl would have sex with me. <laughs> like same breath, he'll think that. Like, I don't think they're not 16, having sex. Dunk. I mean, yeah, we know. Eric had sex. 
Yeah, the, I think like that part of the Targaryens don't. Yeah, count. he was like no, no, like horrified no, Arian, by Oakheart, Oakheart. Oh, 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 oh. With Arian Martell. Whatever you call it, I don't know. Ariana, I say Ariana. I say Arian Martell. It's okay. fine. Fine. Ariane. I don't know. <laughs> now we're in the three kinds. Um, <laughs> why was he well, horrified Rachel, by that, man? they could be asexual. They could. Just ha- had to throw that out there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and then it got silent. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, I'm, I'm evaluating, but I just, you know, I, I just, that's one of those long kind of cells in the book that I'm kind of, I don't really get. You, I think that people would rather be a tourney knight or be a hero of some kind or win a battle or be a general. I don't, why? I don't know. There's just... Rachel draw parallels to her own world, like nuns, right? And monks, right? People did that so they can get an education, especially for women, right? Well, yeah, women did it to get, to not be sold as chattel and men got sold as chattel by their families. Like, but, but do you know what I mean? There's still like an opportunity. There's opportunities. I mean, there. I guess true. I mean, if if you really want to join the King's Guard so that you can get, you know, two square meals a day and learn to read. No, but I'm saying it's that you can wear a rock star when you're the King's Guard. You're not just some ordinary knight, you know. You're 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 their special kind of person. You're like the best in you the realm. It's the like Navy the best seals of Westeros. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then you don't right. actually get to fight anybody anymore. You just you're a glorified bodyguard. Just... Well, they did when there are actually wars going on. Yeah, of course. I guess yeah. so. Which happens quite a lot in Westeros history. <laughs> yeah. But maybe we should do another podcast about the King's Guard and the Night's Watch. Yeah. Well, all should. of the all of the orders that and the Maesters. Or celibate. The Maesters. Yeah. Silent Sisters. Septa, That's gonna be Septons. one big ramble. That will so, be amazing. The virginity cast. The virginity cast. So virginity let's cast. Let, let's keep talking about the sex cast. And well, we can talk about the unrequited love. There's yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> well, and we haven't talked about lust either. Yeah, we haven't gotten to the lusty category. The bastard category, as I like to call it. So, so the unrequited love. Unrequited love. So what? John and There's Rhaegar. My, John and Rhaegar. Say, my, my John Con Rhaegar, where I just cry for him. Oh, can stop? It's too sad. Awful. I came up with the worst worst situation for him, okay? So. (laughs) Worse than he already has? Well, well, Megan and I were talking about, like, you know, will he find out that that Aegon is fake before he dies and then just be horribly sad because he wasted his life? Um, But I was thinking he could, George could kill off Aegon before Jon Con dies, and then he'd be really sad over that because he failed the son as he failed the father and then he could find out that he's fake and then feel like he's wasted his life i mean here's the thing but here's the consequence of this unrequited love because i think unrequited love is super dangerous in westeros and the consequence of that is john con like went off and did his thing in exile and he brought the plague back to westeros which is gonna kill everybody well yeah there's that and potentially a Blackfire Rebellion. And potentially a Blackfire Rebellion and, like, a whole lot of death. I mean, just death. <laughs> like, That's why I feel so terrible for it. <laughs> Can I give you another example, then? How about yes. um, Brienne and Renly? Because obviously that's not one that's, you know, the consequences are so severe compared to the other one. And I, mean, I always, I liked it. I've always liked it. I, I mean, I, I, I like that Brienne had this unrequited sort of, knight's love first before she kind of realized 
what real love was. I don't know. I like I because that's interesting because like the way that she acted and failed to act and failed to save Renly, and, excuse me, and the way that she was able to save the shit out of Jamie, you know, and like, I mean, they're still both unrequited, but I feel like she understands more about what, about herself. I don't know. Brianna yeah. I wonder how her. much Renly's, her love of Renly was because he was just nice pretty. to her. Yeah. And pretty. Yeah. 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 I don't really do you know what I mean? a lot to do with him being nice to her, you know, because of her insecurities. It was like, Oh, someone's not treating me like a freak. Well, yeah, then I'm going to be into them. Her. Right. And Jamie treats her like what a freak. She dishes out what what he 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 you know what he gives her and and she could that wasn't the relationship she had with with Renly Renly was it was kind of a worship of a god in her eyes yeah well, yeah she put him whereas on Jamie is a human being yeah She's I agree I was just gonna say that I don't really think of Brienne Renly as like unrequited love it's kind of just like a crush or naive kind of it's infatuation like, yeah infatuation yeah. kind of like the Sansa Loras like whereas I think of Brienne and Jamie. She does actually love Jamie. Oh yeah. And John Con does love Rhaegar. I mean, yeah, there's an infatuation element there, but he obviously knew Rhaegar and he loved him. So I think that to me is Yeah, the love. hopeless love. It's like, Do oh, you yeah. think Jamie loves Bran? This is around the topic. I think that if the moment he admits it to himself, he'll die. <laughs> <laughs> It's just going to end horribly. Because so this like, is Westeros. We discuss something and then Megan jumps in with, it's going to end horribly. And then we discuss another couple and then Megan's like, it's going to end I mean, end I don't horribly. know. Like, what do you think? Do you think, like, Brienne would end up saving Cersei for Loras, like, sacrificing herself to, you know, or... For Jamie? I'm sorry. Yeah, for Jamie. Sorry. I was like, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> Too many blonde people parading around in my head. <laughs> um, oh, just dancing. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, do you how, how do you think that's going to go? Because I feel like that her fate is wrapped up in their fate. Well, Jamie, I, I, I feel like Jamie's going to die. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go. I was going to say, I feel like she would do it because she has that honor thing. I don't think she would separate the fact that, oh, Cersei is not necessarily the best person, especially however far this goes. But I don't know. <laughs> Cersei I think Jamie's going to die killing Cersei anyway, so I don't, I think it's kind of moot. I think it's kind of, you know. Poor, poor Brienne. <laughs> I know, I know, and it's like, <sighs> you know, I, I have this dream. What if and, she ends up I having want... to kill Jamie? I hope not. No, because I think it's going like, to follow what if he's Like, what if he, like, he strangles Cersei, but he's already mortally wounded, and he does, like, a hound, and he's like, just kill me and put me out of my misery, and she takes Oathkeeper, and she just does it. And then it becomes... Right now, I'm just going to bed, and I'm just going to (laughs) weep. Rachel, you need to stop spoiling next season of Game of Thrones, okay? God, I know. I have this dream of them being in their little wheelchairs and and pod pushing them, but that's my dream. Is Pod alive? Oh Lord, yes, summer child. I know. Pod is alive in my eyes. He's hey, you dead. know what's you know we even talked about Pod's Tyrion. No, no, and I want Jenny to draw my my my. Uh, I know, I know, I'm a slacker. You are, damn it! This is like weeks now. Oh my god! <laughs> Who else is unrequited? Uh, Lysa and Peter. Although she kind of <laughs> got to say Pat and Peter and Cat because that leads to like horrible thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Peter and Kat, we'll start there. But then, like, poor Lysa, like, I guess I guess she's, like, requited in a way because she got to, like, scream all night, but oh. she didn't actually have his love. Uh, Jorah and Daenerys. Oh, my God. Yes. 
step. In a weird way, that actually makes him a better person, right? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if he had gotten what he wanted? He'd be horrible. Yeah, and then because he loves her, he or thinks he loves her or whatever, I think he does start making better decisions regarding her. Like, he's not, like, you know, telling Robert all about her or whatever. So in a weird way that actually caused some good things, obviously. And and after he gets all drunk in a brothel and finds Tyrion, he's like, all right, we're going back. (laughs) Yeah. And that wasn't one of his small. Well, I think moves. I think I think Jorah's journey is just the journey. He's it's almost like a man who always thought he was brave, realizing he's a coward, maybe. And yeah. and time. I don't know. No, I'm just I'm at this point. I just keep picturing him without his shirt on, looking really sloppy and hairy and sweaty and gross. Yeah, but you're not. You're you need to think about what is it? Ian Glenn. Yeah, yeah. you need to think about him. Yeah. No, I can totally do that, but. Book Jorah is just a slobbery, hairy. He's ass like Robin Williams. Rose. No, Robin Williams is far more fit and attractive. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> so add to the list unrequited love, Lauren and Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I love him, just I don't want to touch him. <laughs> what about? Um, oh what about Tyrion Going and Shay? What about Tyrion and Shay? Is that unrequited? In the books, yes. In the show, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't really get from Shay what he wants from her, but I don't really think that Shay could ever give him what he wants because he wants Taisha. That's very true. Do we Tysha. talk about the Hound and Sansa? We can. Ugh. I feel like that that is just like, I think it, it makes me feel dirty. <laughs> Go on. I mean, okay, let's all just agree that that does exist, right? Like, that's not something that Tumblr made up and then made us think happened. Yeah, she did imagine him kissing her, didn't she? She imagined it. She imagined it. It didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. No, she remembers it that they kissed, right? But it really didn't happen. They really didn't. Okay. Okay. I don't know about that because I, I, I don't know. For me, the Hound's relationship with Arya, which is not romantic at all, is more has more effect on him than his relationship with Sansa. Like, I think that with Sansa, he just pities her, That he really just kind of pities himself. It's like really selfish. Like all he sees when he looks at her is things that he can't have for himself. Yeah, but he could be a hero to her, whereas he can't be a hero to Arya because Arya is pretty much on, you know, she's, she's stronger than, than Sansa is physically. And like, she doesn't need to be babied. Yeah, but I mean, he's pretty much drunk the whole time he's with Sansa and he's not drunk. That's why he imagines himself to be a hero. I mean, I'm not one of the Sansan shippers, but I think one thing they do talk about, as I've read some of their meta, is that in a way he, she gives him more hope. And because she believes in the songs and all those things, and she is so innocent and nice, this is Sansa, that it kind of in a way makes him not be so negative about some things in life. I think that's what they say in their meta. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a fan of that ship necessarily, but I think that's what they talk about, which I think is kind of interesting because he is someone that doesn't believe in any of that stuff. And then he comes across this person who's like basically untouched and still kind of believes in that stuff, which he just can't believe. But he is kind kind of of that to her as well. Yeah. He's that knight that she's looking for in a weird way, in a strange way. That's yeah, I guess so. Fascinating. So I don't want anything to actually come of it. <laughs> I yeah. I think that their relationship is just too like Sansa is just so utterly powerless that yeah. I just I don't trust it. Like I feel like anything that she did that would break that bubble around him, he would hurt her somehow. 
Like I'm, I'm very, I'm infinitely grateful that there, that that never happened and that she's not around him. So can I bring this to Danny and Drogo real quick? Because yeah, I think that's a like good similar segue. Similar ages here, yeah. you know. Is she completely powerless in their relationship? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think yes. Is she making the best of a of a bad situation? Yes. D- does what happened to Danny really all that different from what happened to Catelyn? No. No. I was going to say the same thing. Could she just, have grown up and had like a great relationship with Drogo? Yes. But she was still sold off as property, but so was Cat. Well, and I think it's important to know how different Drogo and Ned are. They're like Yeah. <laughs> really not the same people so no but yeah. they are still both devoted to their wives they care about their wives do you really think that ned would have been like okay sure don't give me any airs like come on well no but ned i don't think would rape cat no but that i mean there was also I, I, it's really hard to talk about consent in these types of relationships because it was so expected i mean we're talking about where we've seen scenes of people having their clothes taken off and like you know, brought to the bedchamber while everyone watches. I mean, it's, it's, there's so much pressure on these women that I, it's like they can't tell, they can't say no, they can't even say no to themselves. When Danny and his daughter, it's a very similar situation to like Ned and Kat. It's not like rape because she's letting it happen. How is that any different? Because Danny's then, queen of the universe. She could have his daughter's head cut off if she really wanted to. But, but she's still, does her duty even though she doesn't want it it's not exactly like a, I mean, a yeah, personal she thinks choice that she's, of she's in love with this guy right i mean she thinks that she's making the best choice for the realm i think it's really different when you are 14 and sold off to this dude by your brother which is what Younger. happened to both i mean yeah she needs to marry his dart but she still chooses to like, she didn't have to yeah. she could have left yeah she, she could have just kept saying no and entertaining half the realm i like, i i mean i just i just i mean i don't i think that what you know i i live in the modern world and i i i weep for what happened to to danny but i also don't see any functional difference between what happened to danny and what happened to all the other women that had arranged marriages in in these stories i agree with you on that yeah me too I think it's because Drogo is kind of a brute. Yeah, he's scary. Look at it. He's scary and he like goes and he just, he's a conqueror that we look at him differently than like a Ned character, but they're all kind of She's being sold into a different culture. Right. So it's like. Yeah, she doesn't speak the language. Cat is, the North is, it's, you know, yeah, the language is the same, but it's different gods, different culture, different way of doing things. Yeah. Yeah. But with Danny, she, you know, she goes from being you know, under her brother's thumb, who treats her like garbage, to Drogo, who eventually tries to, to give her more and, and gives her some strength and, and makes her a more confident person. So, yeah, so she's Brienne. This person's being yeah, nice <laughs> to me. No, no, no. But he, he, he may be more uncivilized than her brother is, but yet he treats her more civilized than her brother ever did. Well, at least after a certain point. Yeah. After a certain point. And especially when she was pregnant with his son. Right. He really liked that. Yes. (laughs) Like, I acknowledge that Danny gets some benefits out of that relationship. I still think it's disgusting, and I don't like it. Yeah. She's a baby. Yeah, I acknowledge that she gets some benefits out of it. But it's perilous, right? Like, I mean, like, she's, once Drogo dies, it's like, oh, let's pack her up. She's going to go to Vias Dothrak. And she's like, wait, no, I'm not. And that's, you know, and the only reason she's she lived through that is because she had dragons. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
only. Yay for dragons. Yay for dragons. I I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's a really interesting place to talk about, like, lust, because we have two kinds of relationships that Danny has had now. Well, three. She's had the, the arranged one that she didn't have a choice, arra- like, arranged that she kind of made grudgingly. And then we have her and Dario, which I think is a very selfish you know, like that guy's hot. I'm gonna do him. We just and question her, her taste. We just question yeah. her taste. Question her taste, but good for her for making that choice. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna judge her for having sex with someone. I'm just gonna be like, really, with that guy? But you know what it is? I think it's just that he, the type. He's very Drogo-ish, right? He's got weird hair. He's loud. He's He's a he's a warrior. He's very. He's got, he's got a, lot a lot of, of yeah. He's got a lot of bravado. Like that's to Swagger. me. He's like, she's just that's just Drogo. Yeah. But with that's blue her hair. type now. Yeah, that's her type now. Wait, I think that one's purely for pleasure. I don't think she's doing it for any sort of. No, but she does out. like want him back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Favorite vibrator. I don't know. Like she just. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, she's not trying to get. Like, you know, with Cersei, she sleeps with the men she sleeps with because she wants them to do things for her. Right. Whereas I think with Danny and Dario, she just wants to sleep with him. Like, I don't think she has some sort of, like, ulterior motive behind there. It's also something she can control in her life. and Her whole life is spiraling out of control, and this is sort of like a constant, and it's like a place of happiness for her amidst all this chaos that's happening to her, you know? so yeah. It's, 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 it's lustful, but I also think it's, you know, it does bring her happiness. Yeah, it's, like, comfortable. You're not just, like, yeah. And security in some way, and, you know, in an otherwise not-so-secure situation, she's finding herself in, in Marine. But it is lust. It's not really lust. Oh, yeah. So, therefore, know. we know that whatever happens, it probably won't be tragic and it won't cause a war. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, I mean, I just assume Dario's going to die. Yeah. Or he just won't is going to cut the... his head off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or he won't make it on the train ride back to Westeros. I really know. He's going to get eaten by a dragon. Yeah. So it'll end horribly Basarian. for him. The green one. Oh, Basarian. No, the green one's the one that eats people now. Okay. Well, they can all eat people. It's okay. Uh, who else have we not talked about, guys? We can talk about Moonboy for you. Oh, yeah. Cersei Moonboy. <laughs> <laughs> you know you've been dying to talk about that. I just think that's I just liked it. It's funny. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about Thursday Moon Boy? <laughs> I hope it happened. So this are we now in the possibilities rumors categories? <laughs> Does that mean that you want to talk about John and Val? I was just I was just trying to clarify where we were at. <laughs> well, we have to talk about Stannis and well, I was going to say, yeah, we have the, that's, that's another yeah. kind of, I mean, I don't know. I don't think either of them loves each other at all. No. It's a weird relationship. <laughs> I don't even think that Stannis is particularly attracted to her. I think Celise loves Melisandre. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Celise wants to be Melisandre. I think Probably. Celise, yeah, she wants to be Melisandre only because she has power and she's able to give Stannis things that she can't. And Joey just made a lewd gesture. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like she's all Celise is, is one of those arranged marriages, this, you know, a womb, a, you know, a pair, you know, pair of teats with legs. Right. Like that's that's what Celise is. And she can't even give him a son. So she's basically useless in that society. And whereas Melisandre 
isn't even about she's not she's not supposed to be giving him a son she's supposed to be giving him power and she just starts and she's able to just give it to him Shadow babies. Are you shadow trying to babies, say that shadow baby's not a son, Rachel? Uh, <laughs> well, we don't know if it was a boy or a girl. I want to see Stannis point. declare the shadow baby as his heir, okay? No, there was a time when I was trying to draw Stannis pushing a shadow baby on a swing. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was There's a sketch somewhere. It's, yeah. <laughs> you, can't tell us, you can't tell us about something like that and then not do it. I know. There's a whole list, you guys. It's very long. It's really weird that, I don't know, like, there's so much tragedy and so much, like, why do we keep reading these books, you guys? We're gluttons for punishment. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Maybe we'd have loved sad stories. I mean, Lauren and I did have a sad book club. It was we called talk- a depressing book club, oh, actually. It makes us feel better about our lives. Our lives are not so horrible. It's but like, I yeah. Think- I th- I think that, but I think also that we might have somehow tricked ourselves into thinking that everything's going to turn out okay somehow. No, it's not, because everything ends badly. Speaking of badly, we can talk about Tyrion Penny, because you know that's going to end horribly. So is Penny his daughter? Discussed? It doesn't matter. Either way, it's going to end horribly. Oh, God, I hope not. I think that would be r- ridiculous, because... If Taisha was alive and had a daughter, had Tyrion's daughter, she would not allow her to go wandering. No. Well, okay, wait, 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 wait. If Penny is his daughter, then who the hell was her brother? Well, that's, you know, that complicates the issue, Wasn't right? he older? Older than Tyrion? No, no older, older than, than, than Yeah. Him. Well, because... So then Taisha would have had to have had a son before... Tyrion. And Taisha was like 12, so no. Yeah, no, not possible. Which Unless it's not really her brother. It just is a guy who told her that he's her brother. Because Taisha uh-huh. dropped her off at the nearest fire station. Or died in childbirth. <laughs> How much older is the brother supposed to be? I don't remember. I don't remember. I just feel like he's older. Maybe they're twins. Yeah, because I was going to say if they're twins. They run in the Lannister family. Oh, yeah. shit, they do. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure I believe that she's Taisha's daughter, but I can kind of see George doing that because he's messed up that way. Because he's <laughs> fucked up. You know what we haven't had in a while? Incest. Yeah. Some good old-fashioned incest. <laughs> Should oh, we talk about John and Danny, then? <laughs> I, I mean, I think people really want that to happen, and I think that specifically because people want that to happen so badly, it will never happen. John Danny? Yeah. yeah. The, I I wouldn't say ship it, but I think it's going to happen mostly because of that vision in the House of the Undying. And I can kind of see it happening. And I just can't see George not putting his too young of the right age, similar age, like, it's protagonist. It's so anti-George, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, really it's just, yes, because I, I just feels like it's too, like, It's very neat. Robert Jordan. Yeah, it's like the, the, the protagonist well, hero man. it well. No, because I don't think it's going to end well. And Nothing ends as, well. George is very much a romantic. Like, I know they all end horribly, but that's what makes it George. But he does like his romance. So I could I could see it happening. I'm not – I definitely ship John Dow. This I, is not Wuthering Heights, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Are they going to have time for romance and there's the end of the world happening? <laughs> Um, <laughs> on the backs the of dragons. It'll be like how the dragons do it. They'll be falling from the sky. 
I was going to say that we can just have John and Danny about to kiss as a ball of dragon fire is going to envelop them. And I'm pretty sure like, I saw this movie. It's by DreamWork. There were some Vikings in it. Um, no, I was, I was going for the Pompeii <laughs> ending. Oh, oh okay. Oh. No, I, I don't know. I think that he's going to have to braid his beard and get a lot more swagger and, like, <laughs> maybe, maybe shave an interesting design into his chest hair. <laughs> I mean, like, how Get to how tooth. to date Dan- Daenerys Targaryen? Like, we could write John a handbook. John's seventeen. He probably has no chest hair. <laughs> He's like a child. So Get she- some of Ghost's sheddings and put it on your chest. Well, when he becomes Ghost, <laughs> now Danny's interested. There you go. She's gonna walk into one of the dragons he's He's gonna walk into ghost and there's gonna be an interspecies baby megan our 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 three-headed baby um (laughs) theory is actually gonna come true it's totally gonna come true i can actually see danny being attracted to him the way he is now what dead no (laughs) no i'm sorry you guys are missing one crucial you are missing one crucial detail the fact that Tyrion is George's avatar in the story. And who does George want to have dinner with the most? Daenerys, because she's hot, even though she's 13. Which yes. means <laughs> Tyrion and Danny is going to happen. This is what I think. There's so much pedophilia going on. I can't. I That's because wonder... George does not have, like, sisters. He doesn't have no. any children. If he did, he would not be writing this story. I have to take a shower after this podcast. I feel dirty. Okay, but oh. this is a legit theory, and you guys are laughing at it. I don't no, think Rachel, it's I'm with you. Rachel, I'm totally with you. I thought about this. He's. I thought about this a lot. He's got swagger. He's got scars on his face. He knows about dragons. He's good at sex. He uh, knows about dragons. You know, he's Targaryen. He's not a secret Targaryen. Yeah, stop with that. He's not a secret Targaryen. I just know. I think that he could charm the shit out of her. Except for the fact that he's a Lannister. And she hates her. She Opposite the track. Yeah, I don't see it happening, guys. But if it well, ends up happening, I'll happen. totally buy you a drink. Okay. Let's talk about, you know, Willis and puppies and what Sansa could have had. Well, that's sad. Well, that's just a whole lot of sad. <laughs> <laughs> but puppies. It would have been nice, though she might have been bored. I mean, we don't know Willis, but he could be boring. I don't know. I've seen the fan art. I think, I'm pretty sure he's really hot. No, he's probably hot, but he could still be boring. <laughs> well, they are well, pretty family. Well, they're all kind puppies. of boring. I mean, yeah, Marjorie's yeah. not boring, but Loris is pretty boring. He only yeah. cares about, like, horses and, like, dudes. You know, dudes. Well, horses and lances. Yeah, horses and lances. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. He likes oh, riding God. those lances. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, like, Willis is supposed to be, like, into dog breeding and hawking and shit. Like, maybe they're just, like. Well, there's only so much you can do from a wheelchair. No, but, you know, I don't know. At least in his case. I mean, it's not like I hope he's today. a reader. I hope he's a reader. Because he could read her stories. I feel like And she could finally get that dog that Robert said she should get. She should have a dire wolf. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. lady. If Sansa really wants a dire wolf, she'll just walk the she'll walk north of the wall and put her hands in the air like Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll just get one. <laughs> 
we we're probably I think we've gone through everybody. I just went through the list. Well, um, we could talk, I was going to say we could talk about Arya and Gendry and how they're just going to row together for the rest of eternity. <laughs> Still rowing. If they ever I meet up again. I think that I also wanted to, and I want to know what everybody's favorite pairing is. It doesn't matter how fucked up and scary it is or sad or doomed. What's Does your it have fa- to be romantic? Yes, this is the romantic love okay. podcast. <laughs> okay. Rachel, my- <laughs> do you want to go Also first? known as, this is sure as, this is sure fucked up when it comes to relationships. Um, I really, I, I'm really kind of digging my Danny Tyrion pairing right now, actually. That, that might be a, <laughs> that's a ship that I'm looking at, kind of like Mal looked at Serenity. But I, <laughs> I <don't> wanna, <laughs> I, uh, I, I want to say Asher and Carl because really, honestly, like when I read them, I'm like, oh, they're like real people. So Asher and Carl, but, uh, kind of looking at, looking at Danny, Danny and Tyrion, (laughs) looking at it, still looking. Oh, Megan. (laughs) I'm going to go with John and Val just because I really like the idea that he's probably already stolen her unknowingly and she treats it. As if she, as if he already did. How did he it. unknowingly steal her? Who did he I've kill? I've seen the argument that all his actions done, like from the point of Val coming to live at Castle Black till through Dance of Dragons, he's basically done a bunch of things that have basically stolen her. Like I don't remember everything point by point right now, but I remember when I read it, I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense. And the way she treats him kind of goes along those lines too. Yeah. Well, I feel like he, she's the only, he's the only person she talks to, so. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice, the Ice Queen and the Know Nothing guy. Awesome. Jess. I refuse to choose between John and Val and John and Egret. So John, Val, and Egret together Ooh. in like a fanfic situation. <laughs> okay. I can't choose you between my two ships. I don't think Val would put up with that, but okay. I probably love John and Melisandre, but you know, <laughs> Melisandre's just watching. <laughs> Mel needs to stay far away from John Snow. Lauren. Lauren. Um, I don't know. Oh, come on. Yeah, you do. I know what it yeah, is. Yeah, you do it. Okay, fine. Jay Brienne. There you go. <laughs> I did it. Y'all know the answer anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. I'm just going to end up picking John Con and cry. <laughs> Which is a perfect and just, just pretend like some, at some point we'll get a dream sequence where they actually got together. It's perfect to end on, though, Jenny. It's all the things. It's tragic. It's unrequited. There's war. There's disease. There's pestilence. There's, like, a kind of fucked upness. And there's like, fake on it. Because he's, like, lying and, like, he's raising this guy that's not even his kid. <laughs> I just, and now know. he has grayscale. Now he has grayscale. Fucking Tyrion Lannister. I, I know. It's going to be off too, Jenny. He didn't want to fall off the boat. Like him and Danny, they're magical. Like, this is why they're meant to be. They don't oh get good. She doesn't get, you know, sick. Can you do it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Request. I need a drawing of, of, of John attempting to, like, like, look good for Danny. <laughs> Like maybe some braids. Don't know. No, 
yeah, you want, yeah. You want the, the swagger braided I, version of Jon Snow. Yeah, yeah. I want I want like the, the ghost to the mall version of Jon Snow. I want the eighties movie nerd who gets a makeover in two seconds. <laughs> like can ghost can ghost get a makeover too? Can he yeah. get some highlights? Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Okay. We'll, we'll add maybe that a, to the queue. Maybe a mohawk for ghost. Oh my god. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean, though. Like the '80s movies always has like the like the the person. It's you, you know, it's usually a boy, but sometimes a girl who's like really gross, and then like in five seconds they get turned into a hottie. <laughs> yes. Breakfast club. You look good with your hair pushed back, Jon Snow. I really <laughs> get it out of those eyes. You have beautiful eyes. Look, look. Tell me, looks good with his hair pushed back. Ed, fetch me a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. There you go. And we're done. And on that note. <laughs> to Jon Snow. Yeah, to Jon Snow. To Jon Snow. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 And so he broke that sacred oath, that Lord of the Crossing. And now the pie crusts cover his skin, and they're so good to eat. Yes, now the pie crusts cover his skin, revenge it tastes so sweet. And yet it still ends horribly. And then it ends horribly. It's just going to end horribly. Because this is Westeros.